0: open-ended discussion, Vanessa, dealing with deep philosophical ramifications, something you could hardly grasp. In fact, take it from me, a professional, Vanessa, you're an absolute fucking moron. You know, maybe I ain't smart like you. Maybe I haven't finished
1: school, but at least I ain't a fucking a- a- <laughs> fucking freak. Vanessa, please indulge me. Tell me why I am a hypocrite. You <laughs> are like on some sort of mission,
0: but all you want to do is you get off in a sex type way. You can do sex with me now?
2: Melissa, I promise you if we get really, really intimate, you're gonna be way past being offended. The sensation you're feeling is the sensation you're feeling. you're feeling. the feeling. It's the quickening. It's the quickening.
0: Be Go off
3: and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed. We're checking to a cycle or whichever comes first, huh? You have failed me for the last time. Welcome
4: to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is best villain to the quickening. <laughs> With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us?
5: Well, tonight we have with us, Paul Kowalski.
6: How goes it, folks? (laughs) John Champion. I'm not going to take a dramatic pause, but how are you? And Joe Kane.
1: As impressive as my vocabulary is, what the fuck is a quickening?
4: It's the original title of the Highlander (laughs) 2. Since we brought <laughs> yeah. Electric Boogaloo and the Wrath of Something, so we, uh, yeah. we're I'm um, using the quickening.
3: Yeah, we're running oh. out of good uh, sequel subtitles. Yeah, I know. Villain harder would have been pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Maybe next time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be
4: three. It's yeah, that'll be three. Oh, hey, that's not bad. Oh no, no, it'll be uh, villain three. Oh, that, been, that would be
5: villain with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Mike. But anyway, this is how we do this. Uh, We have 32 dastardly scoundrels, the baddest of the bad from all walks of geekdom. We set them up in tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at GeekFights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. The winner moves on to the next round, where it all starts over again until someone is crowned the best villain. Except for the person who won last year's best villain and. You know, if we do this every year in 30 years, we can have like a best, best villain and uh, have all of the winners fight it out. And uh, but as always, you determine the criteria uh, for the winner of each match. You decide what is best. Uh, Is it who is most evil? Who is the best motivation? Who is the most tragic? Um, Who has the most experience with a time traveling DeLorean? Whatever you want, you can use any reasoning as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you. That is what we call geek logic, and it's the heart of every geek fight. All right, then let's start the fights. Paul, this
4: one is yours. It is Hendry Bendix from The Authority and, uh, what is that, Uh, Stormwatch Stormwatch. versus Verbal Kent, also known as Kaiser Sose.
3: All right. Well, Verbal Kent was my nominee to begin with, and my knowledge of the authority and Stormwatch you could just about cram into a thimble. Um, so I'm going to go with the nostalgic memories I have about Mr. Kent.
4: A uh, vote
5: for Verbal Kent, Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for Henry Bendix. Uh, I really did. I uh, love stormwatch uh he was i think he was only at the beginning of the authority uh, i think he was more more a stormwatch uh but i'm going to vote for him because he did something exceptionally villainous he ripped off lobot's uh earmuffs okay
4: a vote for henry bendix uh john
6: uh, you know what uh, henry bendix has some uh, interesting character traits uh psychotic uh ultra conservative if you uh, believe Wikipedia. Uh, But something that I like about Verbal Kent is that uh, he's got the best power of all, which is the power to completely disappear uh, in plain sight. So um, I'm going to have to go with Kaiser Sose himself, Verbal Kent.
4: Vote for Verbal Kent.
6: Joe?
1: I'm not going to lie, this was a, uh, a Verbal Kent, the usual suspects, great movie. I mean, oh. And Kaiser Soze, he—the best trick the devil pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I mean, just great moments, great character. But you know what? I gotta go with the the storm, the bastard of Stormwatch himself. I mean, just the shit that he managed to pull off right underneath the United Nations noses. It just astonishes me read going back and reading it, so Henry Bendix gets my vote.
4: A Vote for Henry. It's all tied up and coming down to me. Uh, Verbal Kent is an amazing character. I really do love Verbal Kent. And Henry Bendix is... He's a good very, he's a very good bad guy because he's convinced the rest of the world that he's good. And, and those are really fun bad guys to actually face. Lex Luthor is similar to that. But Verbal Kent has convinced the world he doesn't exist. So I've got to vote for Verbal Kent (laughs) and Verbal Kent gets the win. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Mandarin from Iron Man versus Max Katie from Cape Fear. Uh,
5: I, um, I think I'm going to go with Max Katie on this one. Um, that certainly a great villain and an amazing performance, uh, by Robert De Niro really just sort of stole the show and the mandarin's never really been uh one of my favorite villains um you know i don't think you need 10 rings i think you just need one green one.
4: Oh, <laughs> vote for max katie john
6: um you know the mandarin's an interesting choice here i, I kind of look at him as a uh, lost cousin of Ming the merciless and he may not have been a standout villain for iron man but i would hope in a in an upcoming Iron Man, we see the return of this sort of mildly racist, uh, interesting-looking stereotype villain come back. Um, but, you know, Max Cady, uh, there's something a little more real-world chilling about him. So, uh, I think I would be more amused by uh, the Mandarin and more terrified of Max Katie. So, it goes to Max.
4: I'll vote for Max Katie, Joe? Mm, you
1: keep putting... You keep putting my choices up against these, just really, just grand. Oh man, just
0: I because it I hate
1: you. Of course you do. Of course you did. You wouldn't have me on the show unless, <laughs> if not for the fact. <laughs> but um, yeah. Damn, I actually got to completely go go against my own choice because between the two, I mean, the Mandarin he got. They really put some. Sub- to the character in the past decade, but Max Cady, he was chilling, you know, frightening, and just relentless from the get-go. So... A vote
4: for Max Cady. Yeah. Perfect. Katie. Um... I believe I will be voting for Max Cady as well. Well, no, no, because I was horrible and said horrible things about Asians. I will vote for the <laughs> horrible Asian stereotype <laughs> in the Mandarin. Uh, so I give a vote karma. to the Mandarin and uh, Paul.
3: Well, you know, uh, as much credit as I want to give for Marvel for keeping alive the Yellow Peril many, many decades after <laughs> they should have let it die. Um, Mandarin has got ten rings, but Max Katie just might mail to you ten fingers. So <laughs> Max Katie, Max Katie trumps the Mandarin. And Max Katie
4: moving on into the next round, onto our next fight. And if you're looking at the brackets, you're going gary oldman why wait do you mean a specific gary oldman no no Uh, what we did uh, well what i did was i put gary oldman on here because if i put any of the gary oldman villains all of gary oldman ends up being talked about so i said fuck it put gary oldman on the list and gary oldman is on here versus pennywise the clown and john that one is yours
6: man this is just too easy because uh yeah pennywise may very well haunt your nightmares but uh, if I'm looking for anybody to uh, kill that clown, it's going to be Gary Oldman. I want him on my team. So uh, Gary Oldman is going to take down Pennywise.
4: A uh, vote for Gary Oldman. Joe. Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't
1: even have a long, drawn out explanation for this one. Fuck that clown. Gary Oldman.
4: A <laughs> uh, vote for Gary Oldman. Um. I do love Gary Oldman's body of work, but Pennywise the Clown is very focused and very scary. If you are scared of clowns and scared of people who live in the sewers, uh, you're probably scared of Pennywise the Clown. He's terrifying. He eats children. It's not like he, you know does the nice thing and you know beats up and eats regular people he eats children he lures children into the sewer so he can eat them as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure he just pulls them through the sewer grate in in like uh fucked up way so i'm gonna be voting for pennywise the clown
3: paul well i like gary oldman i mean he's got some good villainous roles but you know he's also got the sympathetic half to him you you've got your commissioner gordon you've got your uh your Sid Vicious period and uh, Pennywise has no such weak spots. So I, I'm going with the clown.
4: i vote for Pennywise, the clown. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Mike.
5: Oh, um, I was actually, I was going to say what, what Paul said. And uh, that even though Gary Oldman has been some amazing villains, uh, a huge number of, of great villains and sympathetic villains, uh, even the kind of villains that aren't necessarily even really villainous, uh, you know, Dracula and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, but he has also been a a good number of of non villainous characters as well. And uh, and even though I, I, I kind of wish he was moving on, just so we could you know spend each round talking about uh, well, this is how much I liked his his Doctor Smith. Um, I think ultimately pennywise has no heroes in him and uh gary oldman does uh and it how the, the best jim gordon i think that uh, that i've ever seen so uh as as much as as i love gary oldman as much as he's, he's a favorite on our show uh explicitly as a villain it's uh it's not him it's pennywise
4: and pennywise the clown takes the win we are on to our next fight joe this one is yours It's the Red Skull versus a powerhouse on Geek Fights. It is Biff motherfucking Tannen.
1: (laughs) Now this one one is interesting. Because here we have a timeless racist fascist from World War II, the Nazi super soldier, and then we have the ultimate bully. Who his entire bloodline has never been anything but as the Back to the Future movies have taught us. Damn Damon, I hate you. <laughs> um uh, you know what? I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to defer this one to nope. my primary area of geekdom, which it would be Red Skull. I am a comic book geek first, so Red Skull gets my vote. vote.
4: A vote for the Red Skull. Um, ah, This is very difficult for me because the Red Skull, you know what? No, actually, it's not difficult because the Red Skull, Red Skull can be really good, but he can be really, really bad, too. Um, There's a lot of shitty Red Skull stories out there. Uh, there's only one Biff Tannen storyline. If there's anything that Biff Tannen has taught us, is that bullying is genetic, and that bloodline needs to be killed. So um, <laughs> I'm going to vote for Biff Tannen. Paul?
3: Well, you know, I, I find it very hard to vote against a Nazi in a villain campaign. <laughs> <laughs> However, you know, I really... I sort of was won over from the start uh, on the introductory part of this bracket when he was introduced as Biff Motherfucking Tannen in that he <laughs> will it actually go back in time and fuck your mother. So Biff, T- I that sort of defeats any fear the Nazis might strike into me. So Biff Tannen gets my gets my spot here.
5: A uh, vote for Biff Tannen, Mike. Uh, actually, not only does he go back in time and fuck your mother, he kills your father. Fucks your mother and makes her get fake tits. Um,
3: oh. And and you know I was, it almost, I was remiss, Mike. I am sorry. It, it almost
5: doesn't matter because you know certainly no matter what we choose, Biff will go back in time and change the outcome as he has before, because he is a great villain. But uh, you know, I always vote Nazi, especially on best villain. So I'm going to go with the skull.
4: A Vote for Red Skull. It is all tied up and coming down to you, John.
6: Man, you know, this one is tough, I think, uh, harder than it looks on the surface here, because Biff Tannen is uh, hes a great villain. But the other great, I guess, uh, uh, personality uh, quirk that the Tannens all have is that they are just dumb enough to survive. You know they're just dumb enough to get out of anything around them that goes wrong or or any pushback they have from the people around them. So I, I think that Biff Tannen could very well survive here and go on to be the best villain. But the Red Skull has just got him beat in terms of firepower. So um, yeah, it's a Nazi and a bad guy contest. Uh, I'm gonna push the Nazi forward with the Red Skull.
4: And the Red Skull takes the win. Moving on. On to our next fight. It is Moriarty, the dastardly villain, uh, Sherlock Holmes' nemesis, versus Ike Turner. Yeah. Ike, Ike, punch a woman in the face, Turner. And, uh, (laughs) um, as slick and cool and nefarious as Moriarty is, um... I'm going to vote for Ike Turner because he punched women in the face. That's pretty... In the real world. I'm sorry. I got to go Ike Turner there. Uh, Paul?
3: Hmm. Well, yeah, Mike Ike Turner's got the whole real, real world aspect going on. Um, but, you know, Ike's wrath was sort of limited. And I think Moriarty just... <laughs> He he had a, he had he had more in mind than controlling a uh, a singer songwriter duo. So I'm going to go with Moriarty. Uh, vote for Moriarty,
5: Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Moriarty also. Uh, you know, because Ike Turner, he may have uh, he may have smacked a woman around, but he obviously didn't hit her hard enough to become to not become far 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 more successful than he ever was. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah I think he uh his his nemesis uh wound up being uh, a lot more successful than I think Moriarty's nemesis wound up being.
4: A vote for Moriarty. Uh John.
6: Um I I feel like Moriarty's uh work was always kind of contained to uh the the world of Sherlock Holmes. So it's like you know, people in everyday life wouldn't really know what's going on there. It's just up to Holmes to go find him and stop him from doing whatever he's about to do. It uh, doesn't really affect people like in their homes. But Ike Turner, it's like, not only can he punch a woman in the face, but somehow manipulate her enough to keep coming back for more up until a, a certain point. Uh, with that, I think Ike Turner wins for uh, hands-down manipulation and punch a woman in the face.
4: A vote for Ike Turner. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Joe. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm
1: not going to lie. Moriarty Moriarty definitely nails the villain side of things with scope, but I'm not going to lie. It takes a special kind of evil to mess someone up that what, like that and get them to keep on coming back for more.
4: Ike gets the vote. And Ike Turner takes down Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is con. See, you, you thought I was gonna <laughs> shout it. No, I just con versus Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now
3: and upset <laughs> I'll vote for Khan Mike
5: <laughs> you know this This pains me because uh, I, I love Khan I, I vote for Khan all the time but um, with Colonel Kurtz Colonel Kurtz he, as a fictional character somehow managed to completely destroy Marlon Brando a real human being uh, his his insanity and you know actually kind of jumped out into the real world and, and it affected this entire production. Um, just watch watch one of those four hour bootleg cuts where they just show Brando rambling incoherently and eating a bug in the desert or in the jungle. Uh, it's it's actually it's actually real mental illness kind of jumping off the screen into. Into all the people around it, and and back when I was in college, uh, we actually watched Apocalypse Now in a film class. We split it up over two days, and right before the second half, when you know Kurtz really makes his appearance, um, I got really baked. And when I watched <laughs> that movie, I actually completely understood every single thing that Marlon Brando said, um, and that scared me.
6: So Kurtz, a uh, vote for Kurtz, John. Um, these guys are well matched, you know, uh, all the, all the reasons why Colonel Kurtz, you know, like I was just mentioned why he would be the winner here. I I think are totally valid. And, um, I, I just feel like Khan, I mean, Khan's got a spaceship, you know, Khan's got the Reliant. Even if he were in Vietnam, like Colonel Kurtz, Khan would go, he'd go steal an aircraft carrier. To carry out whatever he's going to do, so I, I think Khan still has to win here.
4: Uh, vote for Khan and Joe. Um,
1: man, uh, yeah, there's a there's a pretty even match here, um, truth be told, from where I'm sitting. But I don't know. There's just there's a greater sense of, there's a greater darkness to Colonel Kurtz. I mean Khan Khan was a bastard but I don't know there's just something really just dark there's a lot darker about uh Colonel Kurtz and just honestly he scares me a lot more
4: so I'm gonna have to go with the Kurtz uh vote for Colonel Kurtz it's all tied up and coming down to me uh, I don't like Apocalypse now I just never was able to get into it uh Brando is fucking insane. Khan, when you really think about it, Khan is a contemporary of mine. He's about the same age as me. Think about it. He started ruling the world in the mid mid to late nineties. That would mean, and he was in his like twenties, early thirties. He's about the same age as me. So I'm gonna vote for Khan, and Khan takes the win. Oh, I almost put him out there. On to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours, and this one's a doozy. It is Lex Luthor versus Emperor Palpatine.
3: <laughs>
5: hmm, this is really, really rough. I mean, it should be really easy uh, because I love Lex Luthor. I think he may be my my favorite villain. Uh, in, in particular, Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, I love Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor as well. And I loved the uh, the Lex Luthor of the animated series, but Rosenbaum's Lex was was absolutely outstanding. Um, and and the Emperor was never you know never as strong a villain as Vader. I was actually very uh, upset in in Best Villain One when, when the Emperor actually beat Vader on a strange technicality of uh, of I don't know because he beat him in the uh, in in the actual movie although vader did eventually yell no and throw him down a pit uh but and i want to vote for for the emperor just because everyone is so pissed off about the the blu-ray star wars but
1: <laughs> i
5: can't i can't go against lex uh he's probably my all-time favorite bald person
4: a vote for lex luthor john
6: all right well as the uh Resident DVD geek here, Um, I will just make it easy and say that, yeah, you know, with uh, Blu-ray to Blu-ray, Blu-ray Superman beats Blu-ray Star Wars. Uh, So Lex Luthor went there anyway. And I also think that um, the Emperor, you know, compared to Darth Vader, Darth Vader is a much more compelling character you you felt for him. The Emperor just kind of seemed like the, the crazy old uncle who would be in Vader's attic somewhere. Uh, Lex has the conniving to be able to like resell the Death Star back to the Emperor so um, I would like to see Lex move ahead
4: <laughs> uh, Vote for Lex Luthor, Joe
1: um, Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie Vader was definitely a far more compelling character than, than the Emperor to me and even growing up and I'm not gonna lie I'm black And Lex Luthor hates Superman almost, if you boil it down to it, he hates him purely because he's an alien. Now, his hatred of other superhumans and whatnot kind of grew after the fact, but basically Lex Luthor's villainy at its core is basically just bigotry. And to completely and utterly discount everything that all the good a person does, Purely on the basis that he wasn't born where you were. Well, you know what? That's pretty damn messed up. So, Lex Luthor gets my
4: vote. A vote for Luthor. Damn you. Damn you to hell, dude. Because I was all <laughs> ready to be, feel your
3: power. You know it to be.
4: T-. Like, all, uh, like all that Emperor <laughs> Palpatine bullshit. <laughs> But, but when you do boil it down to it, Lex Luthor is just a fucking bigot. And making it simple makes it so much easier to vote for him. Because that's, that's makes him more
3: evil. I'm voting for Lex Luthor. Paul, is it a clean sweep? You know what? The, the super racist argument persuaded me. Let's go <laughs> with Lex Luthor.
4: <laughs> and Lex Luthor takes the win. He, he's the Sheriff Joe Arpaio of... <laughs> A
3: comic dump.
4: <laughs> A vote for Luther. Luther is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. It's Karen's pick. It is gold Ducat versus Melissa. Ah, I can't say her name. Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, the big bad queen in that movie. And John, that's yours.
6: Oh, it's me. Oh, okay. Um,. Wow! Yeah, well, they, they share some striking physical similarities, I think. Um, but you know what? I think Maleficent. I think I pronounced that right. Um, I, I think she's a little too one-track mind. Um, <coughs> and I also think that her uh, her vanity will uh, get in her way. So I think uh, Gal Ducat is uh, the much more nuanced, much more complex. And uh deadlier villain.
4: A uh, vote for Golducott. Joe. Um
1: Truth be told, fairy tales really really never held a lot a whole lot of weight for me. Even growing even growing up, even as a kid, I think that was just a sign of how messed up geeky I was. So truthfully, and Golducat man he was a. <laughs> I mean, he was he was just cool. He was just cool, and he he was just
4: e- he his e- no. you know what Gold ducat A vote for Goldacat. Uh sorry, Karen. Goldacat. Gold, ducat, uh, Gold ducat is so fucking evil that you don't realize he's evil, and he doesn't think he's evil. At all, in the least, he does what's right for himself and his people. That's what he tells himself when he wakes up in the morning and he kills a hundred more Bajorans. He's the Adolf Hitler of the Star Trek universe, and you grow to like him as a character, because at points, he's a very nice, likable guy, but he's evil as all fuck. I've got to vote for Golda
3: (laughs) Paul? Uh, I've got I've got no soft spot for pretty much any Disney villain. Uh, Queen Maleficent, yeah, great work with an apple. However, oh. so limited, so limited in scope. Guldacott makes her look like a piker. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: advanced Guldacott to the next round.
4: A vote for Guldacott, Mike. Is it a clean sweep? Yep. <laughs> yep. oh he's got he's got nothing to say about go no worries we're on to our next fight <laughs> moves on uh joe this one is yours it is norman osborne versus jigsaw from saw oh man uh honestly i
1: i when i first got the you got the breakdowns got the you know the uh the chart here. I I I thought this was going to be harder than it actually is, but it's really not. It's really not that difficult. I mean, Jigsaw. I never actually saw Jigsaw. In certain cases, can be considered a villain, but honestly, I can understand why he do. He's doing what he did. He what he does. At least in the first movie. Past that, you know, I really he lost. He lost. He lost me. <laughs> His message lost all point once he started going into six sequels, but um. Norman Osborn, he basically, he he took him, he, he was locked up in prison. He, he went in and he got made, you know, chairperson of the uh, Thunderbolts program. Worked his way up, stole in Nick Fury's information, killed the Skrull Queen during Secret Invasion on national television, and was made the new Nick Fury, and used...
4: i think we lost jay oh no nope nope, i'm here i'm here i'm here well we lost you for a second but your vote is norman osborne correct of course it is (laughs) all (laughs) right a vote for norman osborne uh jigsaw is cool but, uh, Norman Osborn's body of work is a little bit better. And you can say he killed Gwen Stacy. He didn't actually kill Gwen Stacy. He just pushed her off the building. Uh, Spider-Man failed to save her. There's a difference. I'm voting for Norman Osborn. <laughs>
3: Paul? Well, when your biggest body count is a, you know, 20-something co-ed who apparently has a heart condition and it can't fall without dying, um you know i think jigsaw has a better uh better bo- bodies of work so i'm gonna put jigsaw over the original goblin i'll vote for jigsaw mike uh
5: i i've actually never seen the saw movies, so i uh i there's no way i would would have voted for uh for jigsaw anyway uh but for me the best moment uh in in norman osborne's history um was, was actually from a, a much maligned writer. I believe it was uh, Robert Zimmerman in an issue with Tangled Web where all of Spider-Man's villains were sitting around talking about the horrendous things that they had done to Spider-Man and uh, you know, all, all of the, the grief that they have caused him. And at the very end, Norman Osborn, not even at, dressed as the Green Goblin, but just Norman Osborn, gets up, looks at him and says, I kidnapped his girlfriend and threw her off a bridge and puts his hat on and walks out and uh, yeah I mean that's that is one of two defining moments in Spider-Man's life and um, you know the, he the, eventually the burglar that, that killed Uncle Ben uh, really got his justice but Norman Osborn never really did and Norman Osborn takes the win we are on to our next fight
4: it is Obadiah stain from the comic book version but you can use the movie version too versus frank booth from blue velvet um i hate the name obadiah so i am voting for frank <laughs> booth seriously it's a silly name i don't like it at all sorry if there are any obadiahs listening i'm voting for frank booth paul
3: well you know o- obadiah you know Ironmonger, you know he-, he was a good menace to tony stark for a brief period but when it comes to pure charisma, I mean Frank Booth has it all over, you know, a, a, an angry industrialist, and he knows a lot about beer. And I'll leave it to Frank, Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, vote for Frank, <laughs> uh, Mike. Uh, I I never really cared for uh, Abadiah in in the comics. I mean the the basic premise of him. You know, being this this industrialist and uh, creating his own suit of armor and being this kind of other side of the coin of, of Tony Stark. Um, you know, that that's a really common way to approach a villain, but it was almost a little too on the nose. And, uh, he you know, he, at least in the comics, he blew his own head off. Uh, in the movie, I thought uh, Jeff Bridges did a great job. Um, I thought he was actually a really solid villain. But uh, you know the villain in the origin story, at least in this case, um, wasn't really the, the the most important thing. I actually thought that the battle with the Ironmonger at the end was kind of one of the weaker par- parts of the movie. Um, Frank Booth is is not just batshit crazy; he's batshit evil crazy, and uh, that's as good a villain as uh, as I can think of.
4: A vote for Frank Booth, John.
6: Yeah, I think Mike just hit it on the head, you know, um, Frank Booth is crazy all the time. Obadiah Stane just feels like kind of, uh, a character that was made up because Iron Man needed, uh, an enemy and there are better enemies out there. So, uh, Frank Booth,
4: uh, vote for Frank Booth
1: and Joe. Well, unfortunately I am not, I, I never got the chance to see uh blue velvet. Um, I I did I looked up the character, the Frank Booth, he did interesting as hell character. I definitely want to see the movie now. But my vote had goes sustained for one reason, and um, it was I think I believe it was Mike that went went into it for Norman Osborn. He never really technically paid for it. He stuck it to Tony Stark in most ways possible, and he left he left the stage his way. He didn't, he didn't really pay for it because he took his own life. So, that's why Obadiah Stain gets my vote.
4: Obadiah, Obadiah Stain gets a vote, but the much easier to say Frank Booth is moving <laughs> on. We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is Joseph Stalin. Yes, that <laughs> Joseph Stalin versus Hush.
3: That <laughs> This this is a brutal first round matchup. I mean, that's akin to throwing up Hitler. I mean, it's just like, it, he's like basically Hitler style, like one and one a. Um, I even nominated Hush. However, if you're going to put him up against Uncle Joe, Hush never sent anyone to the gulags. <laughs> So I, I, I could try and float some argument about well he's real life and doesn't shouldn't count but you know hey it's gotta be Stalin a vote for Joe Stalin
5: Mike you know I, I almost feel a little sorry for Stalin um you know he was a, a, a absolutely fantastic tyrant. Um, and, and, and certainly one of the, the most, uh, horrible bloodthirsty human beings ever to have lived, but he had the misfortune of kind of being around at the same time as Hitler and he's always going to be in Hitler's shadow. I mean, we actually teamed up with him to go up against Hitler kind of, at least for a while, making him a good guy. Um, and you know, he, he certainly was the, the template for the the kind of brutal communist dictator i I think i'm a little bit more of a cruise chef man myself it's a little bit more modern sophistication to to him um hush i really i really don't like him at all as a villain um the the most the most interesting time uh that i that i remember hush was when he was uh revealed to incorrectly be jason todd um but you know i always vote for the nazi and uh, I never vote for the commie. So I'm going to vote for Hush, even though I don't like him. A vote for Hush. John?
6: Uh, it, Hush has some uh, interesting things about him. The fact that he can uh, perform plastic surgery on himself with uh, no anesthetic. Um, but you know what? In the real world, Hush would never get anywhere near Joseph Stalin. And uh, the body count, well... We we still don't know how high that body count is under the Stalin regime, so it's got 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 to be Uncle Joe.
4: A vote for Joseph Stalin. Hey there, Joe. Where are you going? If I voted for the Red go.
1: What the hell makes you think I'm not gonna vote for Joseph Stalin?
4: <laughs> uh, enough said. A vote for Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason why i put stalin on the list and not hitler is because hitler gets way too much credit for you know hitler has a body count of probably two million people maybe three joseph stalin and, and they are mostly jewish people hitler was very specific about who he killed joseph stalin didn't give a fuck. he killed millions of people and he didn't care if they were jewish catholic Christ, did not matter black white he, he just killed people. That's what he did. Uh, he woke up, killed like 10 people, went back to sleep for a, an afternoon nap, woke up, killed 10 more. He killed a shit ton of people. His body count is ridiculous. Look it up. He is actually worse than Hitler, which is crazy. So I'm voting for Joseph <laughs> Stalin. And Joseph Stalin is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is a doozy. It is the Raptors from Jurassic Park. Versus Gaius Baltar.
5: <laughs> uh, I, I am going to vote for Gaius Baltar. Um, the raptors, I, I don't think of them as villains. They, uh, they're just eating. They're no more villainous than, uh, than a mosquito. They, uh, their motivation is just a normal kind of survival instinct. And quite honestly, I think the humans in Jurassic Park are the villains. The dinosaurs were perfectly fine with with being extinct, and the humans have to go and fuck things up and play God. Uh, Anything that happened to the humans in that movie was their own goddamn fault. So they're not villains. Gaius Baltar, he's the best kind of villain because he doesn't really think he's a villain. He he doesn't see what he does as evil, and it's not evil in the, the conquering sense it's not evil in the wanting to do bad he actually wants to do good but his his ego and his vanity are are so so colossal that any interest he has in doing good is always just sort of absorbed into that into that and and twisted into doing bad and that's my favorite kind of villain so Baltar
4: Oh vote for gaius Baltar
6: John um yeah, you know, that, that logic is uh, totally sound. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, today's Gaius Baltar is tomorrow's raptor poop. Uh, Gaius can talk his way out of anything, but he can't talk his way out of being eaten uh, and torn limb from limb from a pack of uh, hungry raptors. So uh, that's an easy one for me.
4: A vote for the Raptors, Joe. Joe? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm
2: here. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: did, did you fall asleep or something? Yep. Um. Yep. <laughs> the worst kind of No, 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 no. I'm still. No, no, I'm still here. I'm just really thinking. Okay. The worst kind of. You keep cutting out. Oh, that's never good. Can't have that.
4: Um, How's it now? Well, it's fine. Quit downloading porn. Uh,
1: (laughs) Why the hell are you downloading porn and fucking up my connection? That's not
4: cool. I'm not in your house. I think he's uploading porn. Maybe. It's more disturbing, actually. A little bit, actually. Um. (laughs) But what's your vote? Raptors versus guys Baltar. Just say your vote over and over again. <laughs> really
1: Baltar Baltar. There we go.
4: We got a Baltar out oh, of God. That. A vote for Baltar. I don't know what happened to your connection, but a vote for guys Baltar. comes to me and Mike says Raptors aren't evil. Raptors are fucking evil. They are methodical. They can turn door handles. And if you read the book Jurassic Park, the the most fucked up thing they do is they chase their prey down, chase them into other things, you know, the other raptors. And then instead of, you know, because in the movie, they just killed people, which was kind of fucked up. No, raptors actually don't do that in the book. Raptors actually gut you. And eat your your intestines while you're still alive and just keep holding you down with their foot. That's what they do. And they keep looking at you and making sure that you're still alive while they're eating you. Because once they die once you die, they stop and go and get somebody else. That's fucked up and evil. I am voting for the Raptors from Jurassic <laughs> Park. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Paul.
2: What is this? A mute party? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs>
3: That's on my. First, that's on my first round vote for this, this is going to be as Raptors. Raptors, Raptors, indeed.
4: A vote for Raptors. That's awesome. <laughs> raptors moving on, and the second round fight is Joseph Stalin versus Raptors. <laughs>
3: Which is exactly what I was trying to set up.
4: I, that's beautiful. I can't wait to see that. That's fucking beautiful. But we are on to our next fight, John. This one is yours. Uh, it is. Hans Gruber versus Magneto.
6: So, I, I kind of like this because you've got uh, two suave, handsome European men who I think would be an absolute blast at a dinner party. Um, and really what you want to do is just sit back and uh, watch who will kill whom first. Um, Hans Gruber is brilliant, cunning, deadly. But uh, he's limited with using weapons. And uh, I think at the first moment that Hans Gruber pulls out either a gun or a knife or remote control for a bomb, Magneto has got him. So Magneto wins this, hands down.
4: Uh, Vote for Magneto. Let's see if Joe has got his shit together. Joe. My
1: My shit's always together. It's just whether or not you're aware of it or not.
5: Um, Honestly, i that Magneto Let's just make that a vote for Magneto and move on
4: (laughs) I think it is Because he goes, honestly No, 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 my vote is for Hans Gruber
1: Okay Magneto flip flops back and forth Hans Gruber is
4: just A dick (laughs) (laughs) There we go That works for me Hans Gruber is just a dick. Magneto does flip back and forth between being a good guy and being a bad guy. And he he really isn't a, a an absolute villain. He's, he's the kind of villain I kind of like. And honestly, if we did this before June, whatever, it was easily Hans Gruber. Magneto in X-Men First Class is amazing. Top-notch. But for most of the movie, he's a good guy, and then he turns into a villain at the, at the very end. Uh, he does the wrong thing at the very end. He isn't even really a villain yet. He does the wrong thing. He's still heroic at the end, but he does the wrong thing. Um, I'm voting for Hans Gruber because if you go back, which most of you can't do, and listen to the very first villain episode, Michael, or Evil Mike, says, How the fuck is Hans Gruber not on the list? I forgot to put him on. So because of that, I am giving him a charity vote right there. But he does <laughs> deserve to go on.
3: I'm voting for Hans Gruber. Paul? <laughs> I love how you flirted. I love how by virtue of the film, you flirted with being fast bent into voting for Magneto. That is awesome. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's a tough one. Magneto did go back and forth. Uh, whereas Hans did not, however, at his core, Hans was a thief, and Magneto definitely flirted with genocide from time to time, which really sort of up, ups your villain quotient a little bit. Um, but you know, there's there's that, and then there's charisma. But I, so I'll go with uh, Hans Gruber on pure charisma.
4: A vote for Hans Gruber
5: and Mike. Uh, I will. I will go with Magneto. Um, you know, certainly the the perform the performance in Axeman X Men first class, like you said, was fantastic. Uh, Hans Gruber is a great villain, but he he really has. I mean, he is he is just. He's not even a real terrorist. He is just a thief. Um, his villainy is is kind of reduced to that level. Um, Magneto. Genocide is, is kind of an understatement when you're talking about killing every human being on Earth. I mean, you gave Stalin props for a couple of million. Uh, Magneto <laughs> took a shot at 6 billion people. Um, and, and you know, he's done that more than once. He tried to flip the, the poles and he killed millions of people there. In, X, in X2, he was going to fry all the humans. Um, and if for no other reason, like you said, um, he was left off the uh, was left off the original list, and and really he was put on here to make uh, Michael Felsher happy. So him moving on would make Michael Felsher happy, and there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. So uh, <laughs> Magneto,
3: can I withdraw? Can I withdraw my vote?
5: You want you want to change
3: your vote? <laughs> <laughs> the Felcher argument won me up. no. No, let's, 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 let's at least make it competitive. So you're keeping it Hans Gruber. I'll keep it Hans Gruber.
4: And Hans Gruber is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Joe, this one is yours. It ah, is yeah. Darth Vader versus the T1000. Hmm.
1: This one's a bit difficult because Vader was a is was a, a, a I'll be honest. In the prequels, Vader was a bitchy kid, mad, because his mom died. Now, a dead mom is nothing. There's nothing to be, you know, scoffed off at of that. You now, that's that's sad shit. But the T1000 is a machine created purely for killing. Vader went over to the dark side willingly. Thus, Vader gets the, mo- the vote.
4: Uh, vote for Darth Vader. Um, T-1000 lost two weeks ago when he should have won. I'm voting for the T-1000. That's all I'm saying. T-1000.
3: Paul? <laughs> I just need to reiterate the point that a dead mom is some sad shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome geek logic right there. Um... Uh, T-1000, you know, super robot, Darth Vader, you know, cybernetic cripple, essentially, but when you review the tape, T-1000 still had a limp. So I'm going to go with Darth Vader. (laughs) I'll vote for Darth Vader. Mike. Well, if we're going to
5: eliminate Magneto because he uh, turned good a couple of times, Uh, last time I checked, the T-1000 was a was a good guy in, in at least two of the Terminator movies, so, uh, so fuck him, Darth Vader.
6: Yeah, yeah, like you need an excuse to vote for Vader. <laughs> <laughs> John? Um, No, the T-1000, yeah, it, first of all, yeah, it is a machine, and uh, Darth Vader would never detect him coming, because uh, he wouldn't feel any uh, Force vibes coming off of him t1000 could sneak up and take vader out and uh, i think the t1000 is a little more relentless than vader so um i'm gonna give a vote to the t1000 a vote
4: for the t1000 but darth vader is moving on and we are on to our next fight it is hans landa from inglorious bastards versus Ernest Stavo Bofield from, well, he's he's a Bond villain. He's a Bond supervillain. And, oh, that's me. Um, I've seen those early Bond movies, but I, I really couldn't tell you who he is. Uh, Hans Landa is an evil motherfucker, and I love him. <laughs> so I'm going to vote for that. Glass of milk, anyone? Uh, Paul.
3: You know, uh, I I've got some nostalgic uh, feelings for the old Blofeld Specter days of James Bond, and uh, a, a, as I recall, uh, the late Donald Pleasance was one of the iterations of uh, Blofeld. Uh, however, uh, Londa was just awesome. I mean that that guy was evil personified, and not even just falling back on the yes, he's a Nazi angle. So. I think uh, Hans has to advance.
5: I'll vote for Hans. Mike. Um, you know, there is the the tradition of voting for the Nazi in the villain fight. And uh, and that's where I think normally I would go. Uh, it was an amazing performance. It was a, a great movie. But I think I'm going to go with Blofeld for two reasons. Um, while *Inglorious Bastards* was a great movie, and and while Hans was a great villain, I I don't get the sense that it's going to be timeless. I don't think in thirty years anybody would be putting him on a list like this. Whereas Blofeld really has stood the test of time, and Blofeld is essentially kind of the template for Doctor Evil. Um. <laughs> And, you know, that, I think, puts him over the top, even against a Nazi. Uh,
4: Vote for Blofeld. Uh,
6: John? Uh, So I nominated Blofeld, and um, I I didn't think he would end up against Hans Landa. Um, Yeah, Blofeld has been portrayed by no fewer than four actors, and uh, he's been obsessed either with you know killing bond or taking over the world i mean he he thinks on very grand terms hans Landa is more in kind of the immediate um and hans Landa i think may just be crazier than blofeld and for all the times that blofeld sat across from a table uh with bond in his gun sights and never pulled the trigger metaphorically speaking um Hans Landa just doesn't think twice about it. So in this case, I have to give up my own nomination and uh, put Hans Landa through.
4: I'll vote for Hans Landa and Joe.
1: Yeah, Landa was my nomination, and I stand by it because, quite frankly, Landa enjoys... He enjoyed what he did, not to mention the fact that he so quickly turned just he turncoated on the Nazis so damn quickly I was astonished. He's an evil bastard. More evil than Blofeld in my personal
4: opinion. So Londa gets the vote. And Londa is moving on, and we are at our last fight of the first round. Paul, this one is yours. It is an unknown fight. It is Jared's pick. It is the virus from insert uh, epidemic movie here versus Robert <laughs> G. Durant from Darkman and Darkman 2.
3: Wow. That, Damn. Whew. Anonymous uh, hemorrhagic virus versus Durant. I mean whew. I did not think you were going to throw Larry the retard from LA Law in there. That's, I mean, that's. <laughs> that's oh, I'm sorry, Benny. He was Benny, not Larry. Benny, there I'll, you I'll go. Correct myself on that one. Whew. He had a he had an excellent end with the helicopter crash, and he does have Doctor Giggles credit to his name. Um, but that's sort of expanding the scope. If we were going to go with Doctor Giggles. Um, someone who cut himself out of his own deceased mother's cadaver, I would say he wins over any virus. However, if we're limiting it to uh Durant, I- I'll, I'll go with the virus.
4: I'll vote for the virus.
5: Mike, I, I will also vote for the virus because, uh, it is, it is real. I mean, it's, it it's, body of work in the real world and uh in in film is is really impressive um i, I first uh first kind of encountered uh, this villain back in the andromeda strain and it is currently uh on screens across the country In uh what is it contagion is that what the, the new one is called
1: yeah yeah that's the new film so yeah.
5: uh so you're really talking uh a, a, a film and, uh, and, and really, real death legacy. Uh, you know, the virus has probably killed even more people than Stalin. So um, I'm going to give it to the virus. Uh, vote for the virus.
6: John. Um, yeah, you know, the, once the virus is out there, once you've been breathed on, you've shaken the hands with somebody, it doesn't stop. So, uh, yeah, Darkman going down the virus
4: another vote for the virus joe
1: uh i've never been a proponent of the uh of some something simply perform
4: seriously you got to stop downloading porn
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i'm sorry i think i actually had my you know, hand in front of the mic there but anyway <laughs>
4: Anyway, you stop talking again. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Fuck it, Durant. Uh, Vote for Durant. (laughs) Unfortunately, we couldn't hear it because he's downloading too much porn.
3: Right, Damon, you really need to get R two on on site for this just to pick up the slack.
4: No, 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 no. (laughs) Because I'm gonna hang up on him and then actually call his phone. But anyway, <laughs> a vote for, uh, Rob, Robert G. Durant. And, uh, yeah, the body of the work of the virus is actually huge, but it's also in a lot of shitty films too. Don't forget that the virus has done a lot of shitty work. Seriously. It's worse than uh, Nicolas Nicholas cage when it comes to that. Any, any time he constantly will take the job more work, more work. Uh, But I'm still going to vote for the virus because, yeah, body work is kind of awesome, some of it. So the virus gets the win, and uh, the virus is moving on, and we'll be back right after this.
6: Everybody put your hands up. This is a robbery.
0: Are you tired of pulling the same old job? Want more from your evil career, but just can't seem to get ahead? well don't waste another minute join Svelte today for over twenty years the super villain education and leadership teachery has been transforming simple thugs like you into respected villains here at Svelte we offer a wide range of courses covering all aspects of villainy from basic skills to advanced evil theory you'll get hands-on experience thwarting the forces of good And you'll collaborate with some of the vilest villains in Figuria. Earn your villain's degree in one of these many areas. Arson, breaking and entering, business management and accounting, espionage, looting and plundering, necromancy, smuggling, yodeling, and many more. Don't wait. Enroll today. Svelte. We are evil.
4: And we are back, doing what we do every week. Coming at you with a little geek cred. Gonna start out with Paul. Paul, what is your geek cred, sir?
3: My geek cred? I'll go with 20-some years of comic book and horror movie fandom. That is my wheelhouse. Um, uh, The rest is hanging out with you folks.
4: That works for me. Um... I'm gonna go to Joe. Joe, what's your geek cred? My geek cred?
2: Well, I'm putting. Uh, I'm gonna have to stack up about almost 17 years worth of uh, com- worth of console geek- 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 geeking out. Thanks to you, Damon, I might add. Um, and um, over 10 plus years of uh, anime manga
4: exposure. So yeah. I'm a little well-versed on the spectrum. There we go. And you see, and people are like, no, he's not going to call his phone. Yes, I did. I literally called his phone. That was a, he hit the button accidentally. And John, world champion, what is your friend, <laughs> sir? Uh,
6: well, I've been a geek since birth. I've got a room full of uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, James Bond, Indiana Jones, Logan's Run, you know, the hardcore geeky stuff. Um, and most recently, DVD Geeks. And that is my, uh, my, my brainchild, my passion, my uh, labor of love, where we review all kinds of DVDs, movies, TV shows, and cool geek stuff.
4: Rock and roll! Well, that's it. That's Geek Cred this week. Let's jump back into the fights. Mike, this one is yours. It is verbal Kent versus Max Caddy. This,
5: uh, this is interesting because, uh, you know, they're, they're both, uh, very, uh, very different kinds of villains. Uh, Max Caddy is a very classic, uh, thug. You know, he's just a, a scary buff tattooed guy that, uh, that holds a grudge and, uh, and apparently uh, likes young girls, um, but uh, verbal is is brilliant. Um, we we still don't really even know much about him because uh, he's he's not uh, he's not kind of a good a narrator that you can trust. So who knows how much of what he said was true and not true? Um, and that's that's a much more interesting kind of villain. And uh, part of me also likes it because. Uh, that's the kind of villain that I think I would want to be. You know, the villain that uh, nobody really even knows.
4: I'll vote for Verbal Kent.
6: Uh, John? Yeah, I mean, Verbal is kind of the relatable evil villain. Um, so, for all those good reasons that we just got, I'm going to agree and uh, hopefully push Verbal onward.
4: Another vote for Verbal. Joe? Yeah, I-
2: Verbal, verbal gets the vote purely on the basis of the evil. The evil you don't, the evil you know, is nowhere near as scary as the evil you don't.
4: A uh, vote for verbal Kent. Uh, yeah, I- I'm just gonna ride the verbal Kent bandwagon because is that even his real name? His name isn't Kaiser Sose. Is his name actually Verbal Kent, or is that just an identity that he took on so he could give a fucking bullshit story about what happened and then leave the police station? Uh, Verbal Kent for me. Paul, is it a clean sweep?
3: No, I will not go with a clean sweep uh, for Verbal. Uh, He's compelling. He's clearly, uh, I, I don't want to use the word genius, he's a smart guy. He's got all the angles figured but he's all business and business is predictable. Whereas Max Katie is just nuts. I mean, he's got, if if he, you cross him, he will go to the ends of the earth and strap himself to the underside of your RV and ride halfway across the state just to make your houseboat trip a bad time. So I would be much more scared of, uh crossing him than crossing verbal so i'll i'll go with the lone max katie vote
4: but verbal Kent is moving on and we are on to our next fight john this one is yours it is pennywise the kid eating clown versus red skull
6: uh, well, I'm just going to go purely on style points here, and I'd much rather see Red Skull move forward because I uh, think he's got a certain panache that Pennywise just does not.
4: I'll vote for the Red Skull, Joe. Yeah, so Pennywise goes after
2: children. He goes after you know he he goes he goes after victims that, quite frankly can't really defend themselves against them the red skull kills everybody it doesn't matter man boy the man woman girl boy they don't care what age you are if you don't look like what he wants you to look like
4: you're gone that's a little evil a vote for the red skull uh, I want to vote for Pennywise here for all those people who out there who are scared of clowns, which, honestly, I do find to be a hilarious fear. I'm not joking. Don't tell me that you're scared of clowns because I cannot help but find a clown and go, look at this clown. I- I- I'm an asshole that way. But... uh Hugo Weaving's performance brought the Red Skull to life. The Red Skull that I liked from the comic books. They, for some reason, he was able to just, hey, this stuff was good in the comics, let me suck that out and put it up on the big screen and become one of the biggest dicks in movie history. Uh, I've got to vote for the Red Skull. Sorry, Pennywise. Paul?
3: Well, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with the Red Skull points that have come through so far. Um, the, the more overarching evil, the panache, the Hugo weaving portrayal. However, I mean, he's still not much more than a guy in a mask, either connected or met, or you know, chemically generated. Pennywise is it. It can be whatever it wants to be to be the worst thing that you've ever seen. And I think that makes him, that, that gives him the edge over, over the Red Skull. So, give, give it to Pennywise.
4: I'll vote for Pennywise and Mike.
5: Let's take a look at their names. Um, Penny, that's a, a girl's name, a very uh, pretty girl's name in, uh, in, in Dr. Horrible. It's uh, Felicia Day. Uh, and who doesn't like a shiny penny? And wise, that's a good thing also. Uh, I would like to be wise. Being penny wise is actually a, a complimentary expression. Up against the red skull. Now, red is pretty bad in itself. It's scary. I mean, you got a red menace. you got the red death. You've got uh, all kinds of kind of bad red things. The devil is red. And and then this is a skull. Skulls are bad enough as it is. Um, red skull, even worse. So um, just on names alone, I got to go with the red skull.
4: A uh, vote for the red skull, and the red skull is moving on. We are on to our next fight, uh, Joe. This one is yours. Um, oh. It is Ike Turner versus Khan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! Just on, uh, just on the '70s appeal alone, I would love to see that SmackDown. <laughs> but um, I would, honestly have to say, Ike's a woman beater. Tan has Tom has a spaceship that can that can just destroy some shit.
4: I've got to give it to Khan. And a vote for Khan. Um, hmm. Khan versus Ike Turner. See, the argument that that was said earlier that he beats women, which is a bad thing, but he also convinces them to come back to be beat again. That is fucked up. And uh, Khan Khan was just kind of crazy and not really that crazy. He was like, wait, I'm better than you. I should rule. And, um, that's how most, like, politicians think almost all the time. It just so happens that he was super strong, super smart, and super fast. Uh, and super bi, you know, he's better than human, not necessarily, like, the flash fast or anything like that. But, um, uh, I'm gonna go with the mind fuck that is Ike Turner, because why the hell not? My vote goes for Ike. Paul?
3: Oof. I said you got real world evil versus uh, Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Quien is más macho? <laughs> Mike Turner or Ricardo Montalban? My decision is Ricardo Montalban. Con. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, vote for Con. Uh, uh Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think you're giving way too much credit to the. He convinces them to come back. Um, we've all seen that a million times. It's not really because of any any particular skill or charisma. It's usually just because those bitches are crazy. Um, that happens all the time. It's not. It's not villains. Drive down any fucking block, and you'll see some douchebag who. His woman keeps coming back, no matter how hard he tries. That doesn't make you a villain. That just makes you a dude. Uh, and uh, Khan, well, he he did have a spaceship.
4: A vote for Khan and John.
6: Um, I'm so glad that Ike Turner made it into the running here. Um, was a lot of evil in that man. Uh, but yeah, you know, Khan had a spaceship. Not only did Khan have a spaceship, he was willing to blow himself up along with the Reliant and its crew, and the Enterprise and its crew, and the entire Mutara Nebula. He was willing to do that, just to make a point. So, um, I have to say goodbye to Ike, and hello to Khan.
4: And Khan is moving on, we are on to our next fight. It is Lex Luthor versus Gold Ducat. This is a really fucking hard fight because both of them think they're doing the right thing for the right reason. Um, Gold Ducat is much better at convincing himself and others that he's doing the right thing. Lex Luthor, uh, depending on which Luthor, uh, he he does that too. But Gold Ducat, just beginning to end. You know he's a bad guy, but you can't help but like him. Even when he's doing the Bajoran thing at the end, you're like, Oh, he's so evil. Oh, but I love him so much. And when he finally dies at the hands of Benjamin Sisko, it's great because he starts out as the villain in episode one, and the final episode, he gets taken out. He's uh, the whole series, the number number one-ish, two-ish villain of that series. I, I've got to vote for Goldicott. I love him that much,
3: Paul. Well, I've never been a particularly huge uh, Superman fan. I I like Lex, um, but I'm you're sort of going to have to fall back on the portrayals of the character. Um, and well, Damon, I never actually, I did not get the chance to watch uh, DS9 all the way through to the end for. The uh, the finish of Gul Dukat uh, definitely had a lot more. I'm mean, gonna I have to go back to the charisma factor. He was a much more personable villain uh, as opposed to Lex Luthor. So I will give him uh, I'll give the Cardassian the edge over the uh, illegal alien fighting industrialist. So Gul Dukat,
5: I'll vote for Gul Dukat, Mike. Uh, you know with with Lex, you like like you would mention, Gold Ducat was a villain uh, at the start. Um, and and he got good for a while and he you know turned evil again at the end. Uh, and but he's really a very tragic figure because the entire time, he does think he's doing the right thing. Um, he He isn't. He, there's a lot of of complexity to that to his motivation. It may be a justification, but it's a justification that that for the most part he believes, uh, and and that is very tragic. But the the tragedy of Lex Luthor is that he could have been something better. the The friendship that they had, um, which I'm very glad they brought that back into into canon. Uh, I thought that was actually that was why I loved Smallville. I always thought that was a great aspect to the character that young Lex Luthor and young Superboy uh were friends and, you know, together they could have have changed the world, made the world a better place. And I love that that dynamic and I think that's one of the things about Lex is is he he really is in it for himself. And his hatred for Superman is because Superman is better than him, and he he can't handle not being the best. And he will go to great lengths to do that, including becoming president of the United States and actually a really, really good president until he went crazy and put on a battle suit and started blowing things up. But I would love if Barack Obama went out that way. Um, That would be awesome. I mean, let's face it, most of our presidents just sort of fizzle out. Uh, and but before that he was a great fucking president I think he would actually solve this country's problems we need Lex Luthor right now more than ever I would have voted for him in 2000 I'd vote for him now so Lex Luthor
4: a vote for Lex Luthor for president uh, John
6: uh, Mike once again you have uh, crystallized my thoughts to perfection so uh, with that said Lex
4: a vote for Lex Luthor it is all tied up and it comes down to you, Joe. Uh, there's a
2: line that um comes to mind that I'll be I'll be honest, completely solidifies my entire argument. An all star Superman is quoted Lex Luthor could have cured cancer but he couldn't but he couldn't stop trying to kill Superman.
4: Lex Luthor is a douche. He gets my vote. And Lex Luthor takes the win. Gold you got. Loses. Sorry. It hurt me a little bit. We're on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. It is Norman Osborn versus Frank Booth from Blue Velvet.
3: (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) You know, I get uh, Osborne's got the costume, he's got the long standing grudge, but Frank Booth is a crazy sick fuck. I mean, you know, if if you lock the two of the room without pumpkin bombs, there's no way Norman Osborne is walking out of that scenario. So, Frank Booth real I mean, he he doesn't need tricks, he doesn't need goblin gliders. He's just a bad man. So Frank Booth has got to take out Norman Osborn. Uh, vote for Frank Booth.
5: Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with Norman Osborn, and I think it's it's interesting that he's on here as Norman Osborn and not specifically as the Green Goblin, because he's come so far from that. He was a great Spider-Man villain. He was the ultimate Spider-Man villain. Uh, he, he died Battling Spider-Man, uh, and then his madness passes on to his son, Peter's best friend again. Going back to the to that sort of trope, and um, and then like all good villains, comes back from the dead, and then became the biggest villain in the Marvel Universe. And I thought that run of Dark Reign uh, was great. I loved his Thunderbolts and his Dark Avengers. Um, I think he's a great villain that has actually grown beyond being the green goblin he doesn't he doesn't need the green goblin anymore he's actually the secret identity has become so much more important which is very strange because the the businessman has now become a greater villain than the than just the costumed psychotic so i think that's a very poignant statement and uh i'll vote for osborne
4: i'll vote for normie uh john
6: yeah i i think if i uh had to be in a room with either of them, I would be uh, most afraid of Frank Booth. Uh, So Frank Booth for me.
4: Uh, Vote for Frank. Joe.
2: Um, Truthfully, Mike epitomized my entire argument for why I I was the one that uh, nominated Norman Osborn, specifically Norman Osborn, not the Green Goblin. Because of everything that Mike actually uh, went ahead and described. And honestly, even everything I read up on Frank Booth, Norman Osborne has snapped necks while, while, while styling and having afternoon tea. So truth be told, Norman Osborne still scares me more.
4: A vote for Norman Osborne It is all tied up and it comes down to me. I want to vote for Frank Booth. I truly do. But I can't because of something that happened more recently in Spider-Man comics. Where um, Harry Osborn, who came back from the dead as well, uh, had a fiancé. I don't know if she... It was a fiancé. It was a girlfriend. She was pregnant. And uh, they were in love. And then she has a baby. And he finds out it's not his. And he's upset. And he finds out that Norman fucked her. Norman fucked his son's fiancé to get her pregnant so he could have a real son. And he disowned Harry Osborne. That is some evil fucking shit. I hey, you going- can't
6: judge. You can't I, uh- <laughs> judge.
4: <laughs> I'm still voting.
6: Which one of us has not been there? <laughs>
4: I'm voting for Norman Osborne. And Norman Osborne gets the win. And we are on to our next fight. This one is a doozy for you, Mike. It is Joseph <laughs> Stalin versus Raptors.
5: Woohoo! <laughs> mm, this is rough. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, Raptors are necessarily vill- villains. Uh, I don't think they're evil. But. Uh, they certainly are vicious and and brutal, and uh, you know the I guess in a way that the shark from Jaws was essentially a villain. Also not on this list. Um, Stalin, however, did uh, did kill a lot of people, and uh, I but I think at least in this instance, in terms of his his place in fiction, uh, he's not as good. Uh, and and he, he's not as good as, as Hitler there either. I mean, that's the thing: is he's not he's not been immortalized or captured in quite the same way in fiction as well as other other real villains, even you know Genghis Khan and other people like that. Uh, hell, they turned Vlad the Impaler into a fucking vampire, and uh, he's in the real world. He's had a you know a, a a massive impact, but I think just kind of in in a geeky sense, uh, he hasn't. Uh, at least not to the extent that uh, that the Raptors have, um, and uh, and and certainly the impact that they made in Jurassic Park. So I will go for the
6: Raptors.
4: A vote for the Raptors over Joseph Stalin,
6: John. Um, hey Damon, not to uh, not to get all uh, statistical on you here, but you mentioned you know when we had the uh, Stalin and Hitler showdown. Um, well, you were mentioning Hitler in the same breath. Uh, you know, I, I looked this up, and uh, Hitler actually killed estimated between 6 and 11 million, uh, but Stalin, it is estimated during his reign, and then you add on a little more for the uh, uh, policies he had in place after he died in 1953, between 20 and 43 million deaths on his hands, attributable to Stalin and his policies. So, uh, a bunch of raptors versus probably the single greatest mass murderer of all time, um, Stalin.
4: Vote for Joseph Stalin. Joe. He's a Nazi. He might as well be a
2: Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) Detail, detail. Yes, yes. Uh, no, nah, but truth, truth be told, though Joseph Stalin, I mean, like Mother of God, dude, just, uh, just uh, the, just the, the, there's no washing away the amount of blood that he even went to the grave with up on his hand. So I'm, I'm sorry, he, Stalin gets
4: my vote. Period. A vote for Joey Stalin. Um, yeah. I like Raptors a lot. I like them a lot a lot. But if there's anything I know about Joseph Stalin, Joseph Stalin would have raptors for pets so he could kill more people with them. <laughs> That's <laughs> how evil <he laughs> man is. But I've got to vote for Joseph Stalin.
3: But who's coming out in Thunderdome, Damon? Come on. Joseph Stalin. Paul. In Thunderdome? I don't know. Uh Paul. Uh, uh, all right. I I, 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 I do appreciate the addition of the Stalins, the Hitlers, to these lists, but uh, if you break it down to human casualties, they're going to win every time, and I think that's a false comparison. I'll, I'll, I'll put Joseph Stalin in a raptor cage ten times out of ten, and I know who's going to win, the raptors.
4: A vote for raptors. But Joseph Stalin is moving on. Damn it! And we are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. It is Hans Gruber versus Darth Vader.
6: All right. Um, You know, both intelligent, both conniving, both manipulative. Uh, So I think here I'm just going to have to do uh, my vote for technology. And uh, I think Hans Gruber would get cut up real good with a lightsaber. So, Darth Vader it is.
4: A vote for Darth Vader. Joe? Vader has a lightsaber. A vote for Vader? No, 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 God, please, no, no, God, don't kill me, don't kill me! Uh, That was what Darth Vader said when Hans Gruber walked into the room, so I'm going to be voting for Hans Gruber.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Paul? (laughs) Paul? Well, I, I'm only surprised that no one else has, like, connected the dots between the reversion of Bader and uh, Kurt Russell in Tombstone charging across the river going, no, no. So, you know, Gruber never had to say no. So, Hans Gruber. A
4: vote for Hans Gruber. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Mike.
5: Uh, Darth Vader
4: Ah. well it's so sad when it comes tied up to Mike on a Darth Vader vote because I know he's going to vote for Darth Vader every time I shouldn't even actually went to him I actually had it written written down once there were two votes for Vader because I knew Mike was going to vote for him but Darth Vader takes the win and is moving on and we are on to our next fight Joe this one is yours it is Hans Landa Versus the virus.
2: Oh uh, then the Jew hunter versus well I don't know what you would nickname the virus as uh, The virus.
3: The anybody uh,
2: hunter? The, <laughs> oh <just> seriously <laughs> craziness, craziness. Um I would say I'm Wanda was more entertaining to watch.
4: That's that's just how that, how that one shakes out for me. Vote for Hans. Um, every time I see the name Hans, I think of Franz, and I want to pump (laughs) you up. I don't know why. (laughs) It sticks in my head. Anytime I see Hans, I want to say Franz. Hans and Franz, but, uh, hans landa is hans landa chooses to kill people like the virus is kind of like what mike said with raptors it's just a force a force of nature and it's just doing what it does it, 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 there's no malice behind it uh hans landa is a fucking evil asshole and and like jay joe said he's a turncoat the second he had the opportunity he was like yep well, I'm, a tra- I'm a traitor, so he would have the opportunity to kill more people under the guise of somebody else's uh, war, or whatever. I've got to vote for Hans Landa. Uh, Paul?
3: Hmm. Well, that's, uh, it's a com- the virus being a force of nature is a compelling argument. However, the virus is much less discriminating than a turncoat Hans Landa yeah, he's more interesting. It makes a better film. You know, you get a lot he's much more quotable than your average cellular organism. However, if I'm if I'm locked in a room with a Nazi and a virus, I'm a little bit more concerned about the virus. So <laughs> my vote goes with Ebola. <laughs> oh, for the
5: virus. Oh, Mike. You know, uh Joe said that uh, that Hans is much more entertaining to watch, but I've seen some of those viruses where they make the person basically melt from the inside out. Uh, that's pretty entertaining too. Um, so I think I'll vote for the virus. Woo! Woo! A vote for the virus. Wow! It is all tied
4: up and coming down to you, there, John.
6: Man, uh, Hans Landa is just one of my all-time favorite movie villains it really doesn't get much better than that i mean the character the the actor in that part um so cool now if the virus were up against darth vader i'd say well darth vader would just put a new filter in his uh rebreather there and uh, he might get a little bit wheezy but uh he'd probably defeat that virus hans Landa in the 1940s when uh, medical science had not caught up to the point that it is now, I think it's going to have a much much harder time. So I think the virus wins.
4: And the virus is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Uh, It is Verbal Kent versus the Red Skull. Uh, It comes down to me. uh, Spot in the final four. You know, verbal Kent is cool. I, you know, I, I want to vote against verbal Kent, but I can't. Um, a villain that you don't know that is that it's even there is more villainous than a, a villain that's hey, look at my red head and I'm an evil guy. Like like a guy that's so behind the shadows that you don't even know exists, but he's fucking up your life. It's so cool to me. It's so fucking evil. I'm I've got to vote for Verbal Kent. Paul.
3: Well, when you're looking for people to look out for, it's easy to say, "Hey, who is this dude with the leather boots and the, you know, riding crop pants and a giant red fucking head? I might want to steer clear of that guy." However, the balding guy who looks like the dude who's painting your garage, you might want to overlook. So, I think Verbal Kit's probably the guy who's going to work you over worst. Verbal over the Red Skull. Uh, vote for Verbal. Uh, Mike? Um, you
5: know, there's been a lot of talk about Hitler and a lot of talk about Nazis. Uh, Too much talk. It's the, rebel talk. The Red Skull actually moved beyond the Nazis. Uh, You know, in the movie, certainly there were uh, promotional and and merchandise considerations, but uh, I I just loved the idea that the Nazis just weren't going far enough for him. And the fact that he outlived the Third Reich, and he's kind of stopped trying to resurrect the Reich and the Fuhrer in, in, in kind of its old capacity, and now he pretty much is has uh, just decided to run with that mantle himself. Um, He's you know, responsible for the death of Captain America, and he is the ultimate Captain America villain, which means he is the ultimate villain for America. And if you don't vote for him, you're un-American. So the Red Skull.
4: <laughs> A vote for the Red Skull. John.
6: Well, I love verbal. Uh, again, just a, a personal favorite here. Um, but I, I think that the Red Skull, one of the appealing things about him is just that his patience runs out and uh, he has a, a problem maintaining his composure. So I, I think with Verbal, even if he didn't get to the breaking point with Verbal, he would still just outright kill him. Uh, so the Red Skull.
4: Although vote for the Red Skull. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Joe, for a spot in the final four. Who is it? I think a lot of people
2: tend to forget the fact that the Red Sox once nearly wiped out America with a virus that he actually had manufactured by the United States government. He almost had us wipe ourselves out. So, quite frankly, I'd like to see verbal
4: kids top that. So, a vote for the Red Skull. And the Red Skull is in the final four. We are on to our next fight. Paul, this one is yours. This one could have been a final. It is Khan versus Legs <laughs> loser
3: Someone wow. needed the shout. Um, unfortunately, I don't think... Uh, the Shatner scenery chewing is going to get Khan to the final four. I, I love him. I, he, he's, he's one of those like childhood fixtures, as far as the films go. But when it comes to like villainy, Khan was very focused. And he was not looking much past James Tiberius on his list. Lex had much bigger sights, much bigger ambitions, and, I mean, he's affecting way more folks. So, I think, even barring the purple and green power suit over the, uh, you know, drop-necked, medallion-clad, gray, mulleted con, Lex is going to take it.
4: Uh, Vote for Lex Luthor. Mike.
3: Uh yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with
5: with Lex. I am uh, officially announcing Geek Fight's endorsement of Lex Luthor for president in 2012. I say Lex is best villain in 2011 and president in 2012. It begins here on this show. Uh we are going to uh be promoting I'm I'm going to make buttons and pins and I'll get a website, and we're gonna make this happen, people. Lex is our future, but Lex is our present.
3: Lex Luther, 2012. Woo! A vote Luth- for Lex Luther. <laughs> Luther Olson, 2012. Woo! A vote for Luther. Uh, John.
6: Um. This just got really hard. You know. Uh, I, I. That's I think, what she said. Oh, zing! Uh, I think. Khan is more insane. Uh, I think Khan could cause the most damage, uh, the fastest. But I think Lex has his eye on the bigger picture. You know, Khan was just after Kirk. He didn't care what happened in the way to get to Kirk. But really, that was all he was after. Lex wants the world. And uh, nothing will stop him. Except for Superman but uh, that's not what this fight is about. So, um, I'm going to throw a vote toward Lex.
4: A vote for Lex Luthor. Joe? Yeah, I think people have
2: figure it out by now. I'm usually probably going to go with the comical villain. It's going to be, it's going to be Lex.
4: A vote for Lex Luthor. And, um, I will very quickly and briefly vote for only because i didn't shout it at all in this episode not once i only i, I not did not shout con i'm very proud of myself for doing that uh lex luther or lex luther takes the win and <laughs> we are on to our next fight mike this one is yours it is
5: norman osborne versus joseph motherfucking stalin um you know, I haven't voted for Stalin yet. I don't think I'm going to start now, at least not against Norman Osborne. I'll vote for Norman Osborne.
4: John.
6: Um, hmm. you know what? I, I think uh, I'm going to stick with the trend here from earlier and uh, go with Stalin. Still think he's deadlier, meaner and more uh, psychopathic.
4: i I'll vote for Stalin. Joe
2: this is the one where I break my trend. Um, Norman Osborne is evil. He has certainly manipulated the system in just about every way possible, as shown in Dark Rain. But Stalin has Stalin has the body count. Stalin has the history. Stalin
4: is a dick. A <laughs> uh, vote for Stalin. Um... There is nothing more dickish than fucking the future wife of your son so she can have his child and then tell him, no, that baby's mine, that's your brother, and I had him so he could be a better son than you are. Fuck you, asshole. Bye-bye.
5: That's some fucked up shit. There's one thing that could top that. What's that? Uh, Impregnating your arch nemesis' girlfriend before you kill her. Did he do that? Yeah, yeah, he did do that. He knocked uh, up Gwen Stacy.
4: He did that. knock up Gwen Stacy, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Norman Osborn gets a vote from me. <laughs> it is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Paul.
3: Well, this is the only one time in my life when I can legitimately say I defeated Joe Stall. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 I'm going to take my shots where they exist, Norman Osborne for the win. And Norman Osborne. Fuck you, Uncle Joe. Is into
4: the final four. And uh our last fight is yours, John. It is Darth Vader versus the virus.
6: Well, yeah, look how that happened. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier and, and uh I think now with that virus we're at a point where somebody can actually beat it and that somebody is Darth Vader. Again, it just comes down to the technology here, and uh, Vader has the upper hand.
4: A vote for Vader, uh, Joe.
2: Uh, Vader versus the virus. Uh, I think I think John basically summed up my argument there. Um, so Would technology being what it was, you know, in the future, or rather in the past, as it were? Truthfully, virus wouldn't stand a chance.
4: A vote for Darth Vader. Um, the virus would stand a chance. Darth Vader is a horrible asthmatic. You, all you need is it to get through. If it gets in, he's fucking toast. I don't care how high his midichlorian count is. The virus from the past will kick his ass. I'm voting for the virus. Paul.
3: Well, you just made a really, really uh, stunning argument for ragweed on that one. <laughs> Um, I, I've got some qualms with Vader, but not against virus. Um, as far as a compelling villain, uh, uh yeah, Vader.
5: And Mike,
3: uh,
5: I am going to vote for the virus. You know, you talked about how many. Stalin killed but over the course of earth history the virus has probably killed more than any other single thing um, it was the first form of life some argue that it even is not qualifies as being life it reproduces entirely by destroying its host uh, it's kind of the epitome of consumerism and it is ultimately what we all evolved from you talk about it's not evil it is just the uh just kind of doing it it's it's what it needs to do to survive but that basic genetic encoding uh is what lives on in us is part of our predatory instinct it is actually the source the root of all evil is that primal devour and survive mechanism that ultimately is probably going to be the thing that destroys the human race in the long run and uh, and they're not going to yell no while they're doing it a vote for the virus
4: and that was a hardcore vote for the virus <laughs> But you Vader lovers aren't changing your vote. And Darth Vader is into the final four. (laughs) We've got the Red Skull versus Lex Luthor. And Norman Osborn versus Darth Vader. And Joe, this fight is yours. Red Skull versus Lex Luthor. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, God damn it. I will put this forward. Lex Luthor is very likely smarter, on uh, in so many ways. But I honestly think the skull is just more evil. I, I mean, honestly, this would be a great match to actually see played out. But my vote, my vote goes to goes to the to the Red Skull.
4: A uh, vote for the Red Skull. Um. <clears throat> If the Red Skull and Lex Luthor were in a room and it was just bare-knuckle brawling, no super suit, fuck it. Give Lex Luthor the super suit. Red Skull still wins that shit. Red Skull beats his fucking ass. I am voting for Red Skull and for a heads-up fight. Uh, Paul?
3: Red? I- I'm just going by the virtue of the fact that Red Skull's D- despite the the recent resurgence in Captain America and the Avengers and all this is making it a current issue, Red Skull is a dated villain. Red Skull, bottom line, is still a Nazi, and everything that Red Skull is stems from that. I think Lex Luthor, as the evil industrialist, became president, Became he, he's so much more pernicious than an obvious evil that is the Red Skull, that it, the obvious evil is never going to beat the unknown evil. And that, that is what got verbal kent through this battle as far as it did. And when it really comes down to it, Lex Luthor is almost verbal kent to the nth degree, to the extent that he ascended to the highest office in the land. So. Lex Luthor will take out the Red Skull any day of the week.
4: I'll vote
5: for Luthor. Mike?
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm keeping the train
5: alive. Lex Luthor today, best villain, Uh, then on to New Hampshire, then on to the White House in 2012.
3: Yeah! (laughs) Did somebody just do the the yeah? That was a yes. You had to get Howard Dean in there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> it's all you know, tied there up. There actually already is a
5: a Lex Luthor President 2012 Facebook page.
4: That's crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, it is all tied up, and it comes down to you, John. Where is your vote?
6: Uh, Damon, you made some excellent points about Red Skull, and uh, I was almost ready to side with you. Um like you know what? Uh, I, I think Paul and Mike and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they put in, whoop, did, did somebody just die? I think Paul did. Okay. Hey, that's
4: all
3: right though. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think the there
6: answers, were some, uh, answers, uh, little sound
3: level things.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some very good points about Lex being, uh, pernicious. I think it was a perfect word to describe him and that, uh, he, um, I think he would see Red Skull coming from a mile away and have five plans in effect to take the guy out. So, uh, Lex Luthor moving into the final.
4: That is exactly right. Paul and his $5 words moving Lex Luthor on. And we are on to our next fight. It is Norman Osborn versus Darth Vader. And John, that one is yours.
6: Really? Okay. Um... Man, I, you know, we, we've kind of been playing this as a uh, put these two guys in a room together, um, Vader now and Osborne. Um, and I think Vader would kick Norman Osborne's ass, but I think uh, what's even more important and more interesting here is uh, who has the power to control more people. Vader's got armies, armies at his command. Norman Osborne at this point is just sort of uh, in it only for himself, so um, I I think there's just no question that it has to come down to Darth Vader.
4: Uh, Vote for Vader, Joe. Um,
2: actually, there was a point when Norman Osborne controlled all of the villains in New York City, and these super villains, mind you, these are. And some of them even have power to rival Thor. I think they could take out some, some Stormtroopers. Not to mention the fact that, really, Norman Osborne has gone up against far more powerful beings than Darth Vader and actually come out on top. So, Norman Osborne gets my vote. Uh,
4: vor- vote for Normie. Um... I talked about Norman Osborne fucking his son's fiance to get him pregnant so he could fuck over his son, which is a fucked up thing. Um, if you go back and watch the original trilogy with the knowledge that Darth Vader is not only the father of Luke, but also the father of Leia, he becomes a way more fucked up villain. Because he could sense that Luke was his son. I'm sure he could sense that Leia was his daughter. And he still fucked with them. Uh that's fucking mean and evil and kind of funny.
5: Uh
4: so I'm going to be voting for Darth Vader here. Paul
3: Well, I've I've always loved Darth Vader as a villain, but in the discussion aspect leading up to this moment, if you're going for best villain, I think that redemption sort of disqualifies you as being best villain because then you're not really so much a villain. And this is not uh, uh, dictated by the the Lucas spawned renovation of the new no thrown down the Death Star pit uh, aspect of uh, the conflict with the Emperor. But he still sees the error of his ways. If you see the error of your ways, you're not that bad of a villain. So I think Osborne has to trump over Darth Vader.
4: A vote for Norman Osborne. It is all tied up and coming down to Mr. Mike Ortiz.
5: Um it's, and, it's,
4: and, and, and I'm gonna say something right now, Mike. Okay, go ahead. Paul has me wavering. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it right now. That's a pretty damn good argument.
5: Um, it is a good argument, uh, and I think uh, on this show, Darth Vader has not gotten a lot of love, primarily because he is, uh, because of of what happened in the prequels, and because of all of these little changes and things like that. Uh, You know, in many ways, maybe George Lucas should be on here instead of Vader because he's kind of (laughs) systematically uh, emasculated what is truly one of the great film villains of all time. But I don't think... I mean, there's been a shitload of horrible Green Goblin comic books. And I don't think we just hold the worst against them as much as you look at their best. And you know go back at no point in 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 norman osborne's long history has he had the impact that the image of darth vader in 1977 78 or even 80 before even the redemption uh at that point he was the living embodiment of the word villain and i think he's been tarnished and diminished uh, not through his own fault but i think the fact that he still is such an amazing uh, imposing figure visually a man in, in a, a black helmet and a long flowing back black cape is a hell of a lot more interesting than a guy dressed up in a green and purple goblin suit uh riding around on a glider darth vader has a fucking star destroyer and a death star you want to talk of a physical fight If Norman Osborn gets the New York villains, Darth Vader gets Death Star, and I think that one's over. Um, And even if you do look back to the prequels, two things do emerge. He turns evil because of a desire to try and do the right thing in a strange way. And again, it's a tragedy of Darth Vader. There's no tragedy in Norman Osborn. He was evil, and then he got chemicals and became more evil and crazy. But Darth Vader is about a fall and a redemption. And he also killed a boatload of children Jedi. Master Anakin? So it's Darth Vader.
4: And you unswayed me, Mike. Darth Vader is into the finals. It's the finals that Mike wanted the first time we did this. It is Lex Luthor versus Darth Vader. And Paul, this one is yours.
3: All right, well, I, I guess I have to pick up where Mike left off. Um, yeah, Darth Vader is iconic. He, but I, I think we cloud the issue by bringing the, the prequilogy into the, into the equation. Darth Vader started as, again, an icon of evil. However, he was redeemed, he started as good. And again, I think this—the entire thing—sort of corrupts him as being best villain because he started as good, turned evil because he wanted to do what he thought was good, and again was ultimately redeemed at the end. That's not a villain. I mean, that that again—that's a tra thats a tragic hero, if anything, who ultimately came around to the good end of things. Whereas Lex Luthor never did that. Lex Luther had his own ideals and they were pretty bad all, all across the way. I mean, he, he dressed them up as patriotism and as uh, being a, a stand-up earth guy appealing to the anti-illegal alien in all sense of the words uh, sentiment. But he was a bad guy from the beginning to the end. There was nothing redemptive about his, his journey. Vader, completely so. Which I, I just think disqualifies him. So if anyone has to come out on top of a best villain quickening part two, I mean, Lex Luthor has to be it. Not to go to a world's finest pairing of him and the Joker. But yeah, Lex, any day of the week. A vote for Lex Luthor, Mike.
5: Uh, you know, I have been championing Darth Vader uh, on this show for uh over a year now for for best villain, but uh, and and at the beginning of this episode, I probably would have have voted for Vader, but I've kind of talked myself into Lex Luthor uh just because I really do want to run him for president. And he is also a tragic, a tragic hero, he may find redemption, we know he won't, but in my heart. I hope he does. And um you know, there's one kind of final thing with, with Luther that I always think of when I think of Lex Luthor as a villain. It was it was a John Byrne Superman story uh from like eighty six or eighty seven, where he went to a small town diner. I don't know if it was Smallville, probably not, uh, and went to one of the waitresses and offered her a million dollars to leave her life, leave her husband, leave her job. And come back to him, to Metropolis. And he he spells out her life in great detail. Not even having met her, just describes it. Homecoming queen, married the football star. Then after uh, that, she got knocked up, and now she's you know a waitress, and he's a mechanic. And they had these big dreams of getting away, and now they live like three blocks from where they grew up. And he offered her a chance at something more. And she struggled with this, and it seemed like just when she was about to make her decision, she looks up, and his car is gone. Uh, he had said that he was going to wait in his car. He would he would give her 10 minutes, and then he would leave. Uh, before the 10 minutes was up, she looks up, and uh, he's gone. And his driver says, wow, you gave that one a little bit more time. And he said, well, she seemed to be of a little bit stronger stuff. I wanted her to wait a little bit more but now she'll still never really know what choice she would have made and drove off. And this was before uh, indecent proposal. And I just thought that was a brilliant story. And that was just, I'm going to drive out in the middle of nowhere and just totally fuck with someone. Cause that's what I do on a Sunday afternoon. And that's Lex Luthor.
4: A vote for Lex Luthor.
6: John. Uh, Mike, that was pretty compelling. Um, I think that, makes lex to be a weird twisted um manipulative evildoer um but you know it's it's small scale and i want to go back to what uh paul was talking about because when i look at vader you know I, i have to think about a specific vader i have to think about the vader from 1977 the vader from 1980 And uh, the Vader that would stand there and watch Alderaan get blown up, even though he knows that it is his daughter's wish that it not be. um, I I think that smacks of a greater level of evil. Um, So even though Vader is redeemed later on, and even though Vader made his turn because maybe he was misguided into making that decision. To uh, go to the dark side, um, I think at his height, Vader was pulling off some really horrible, nasty, evil shit. So, uh, I uh, I give my vote to Vader.
4: A uh, vote for Darth Vader. Um, do I go to Joe now? Maybe no. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. All right.
2: Um. Truthfully, yeah, Vader killed Sid. That's terrible. But through like like through his inaction, kills even more lives because he actually can do more good and outright actively chooses not to. That's another side of villainy that some people don't um, don't uh, don't take into account.
4: So yeah, Lex Luther. A vote for Lex Luthor. And the reason I threw it to 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 Joe and didn't go and tie it up with Darth Vader is because of that moment that you can look up online right now at Disneyland of Darth Vader saying, "Join me, and we shall re- join the uh, What is it? Rule the universe together." And the little girl kneeling in the 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 pose, and it's so cute. And it's one of those things where. Nothing about a best villain should ever be cute and that moment is the cutest thing in the world because Darth Vader is the most non-threatening thing in the world in that moment. He he just isn't so I, I, I I've i got to vote for Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor is the best villain to go right along with the Joker. That's kind of weird.
5: <laughs> I'm going to change my vote.
4: You're going to change your vote. Yep. You're going to vote for Vader. Yes. Any particular Come reason on.
5: why. Oh, Vader's my boy. I've been fighting for Vader oh. for years. It broke my heart. I just wanted to vote for Lex because I wanted him to be the president. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 28 to 2016 Lex. Maybe twenty eighteen. When's the next one after twenty twelve? Twenty sixteen? Yeah. Maybe that'll oh, be boy, your yes. time, my friend, but it doesn't matter. Lex Luthor still wins. Oh, that's good. <laughs>
3: You can, Mike, you can vote your conscience and it still doesn't matter. A good goddamn.
4: <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Mike. Wow. I love it when you do that. Uh anyway, thanks for listening. Check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVDs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. geeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who does it? Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Um, you can check out Brian Townsend. And me! In Into the Batcave, uh, we, we put post episodes for commentaries, episode commentaries of the animated series, every Tuesday and Thursday. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web president. Uh, check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the Pimp Town intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at heystartrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for
3: joining us. Does
4: anybody have. Anything they'd like to plug.
3: Um, Paul. Uh, I've got no blogs, websites, or anything else to pitch. Although, uh, and if I have to give a shout out, it would be to Shorts Brewery in Bel Air, Michigan. Best local beer in Michigan. Apparently Wait. it has quite a kick. Apparently. Uh, it's, Joe. Work, it's working right now. <laughs> Apparently.
2: <laughs> Alright. Um. Yeah, I for any of your listeners that um, were fans of the Honeycomb up, they'll be pleased to know we should be back up and going again in the next week or so. Um, stay tuned to our to the Imaginos Workshop blog, which would be imaginossite.blogspot.com um, Imagine for those that don't know, Imaginos Workshop is a CD I'm a part of, and we will be putting up new episodes of Honeycomb hideout and that's in the next week or so. And we'll also be at Detroit fanfare. If you want to come by and say hello.
4: Detroit fanfare is already over. It went horribly for all of us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
5: This may not even post. We may all be dead.
4: Yeah. That's, that's how bad this uh, Detroit fanfare went. (laughs) Um, Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you did. And John world champion.
6: Hey, uh, thanks for plugging dvdgeeks.tv. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my co-producer and very often co-host Mary the Televixen has a page up called Make Me Daner. And that's D-E-H-N-E-R dot com. And any of you who have uh, slight leanings toward uh, Star Trek fandom should check it out. Make dot com.
5: Uh, Mike, well, you can find me, uh, as always on these odd complex podcast, uh, we haven't had an episode in a while, but, uh, we've got a couple, uh, coming up soon. Uh, you can also find me on the week and geek video show on YouTube. You can find both of them, uh, at the And if, uh, or you can just go to YouTube and do a search for week and geek, um, you can find us at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, and more. Don't forget
4: to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook.
5: If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter.
4: That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming fights are... This is October. October's a special fucking month. Uh, We planned this out forever ago. We're like, we're going to do something special for October. So Best Villain is the start of it. Um, It's the least themed October themed thing that we're doing, but it is slightly there. Up next is Best Scare. After that is Best Monster, Worst Fear, and Best Horror Flick. That's right. We're doing it all. That's the whole month of October. I just ran it all down. Uh, Any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening.
5: Until next time.
4: Keep fighting the geek fight.
5: Good night.
3: Are you back? I am here. Uh, John, did you ever leave? Nope, I'm here. The, f- the phone quality is good. I, I, I like pretending I'm on a call-in show, actually. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and to you, Jeff and Cucamonga, what do you have to say? Uh, Mike, are, are you back? Nope, smoking a dupe.
4: He's not smoking a dupe. I think he's taking a dump. <laughs>
3: Well, he'll be equally relaxed when he comes back, so that's good. No, it makes him really tense when he takes a dump. <laughs> he's, he's tense. Mike is tense post dump. huh? Yeah. Oh
4: yeah. Oh yeah. You know the hemorrhoids—they just flare up <laughs> like crazy. Yeah, he's ready to punch a hole in the wall at that point. Seriously. I, I, I haven't. Oh, you've never gone on a trip with it. Like the he—he he, he usually punches a hole in the wall in the bathroom. It's horrible. Weird.
3: <laughs> And then the blood. <laughs> 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 wow, that's David. The only, aspect, the only aspect—the only aspect—worse to this is my wife is sitting upstairs in the kitchen right now, listening to only my half of this conversation.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so she doesn't know. And Suzanne does say hello. By the way, however. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, wow. What's my- that? So, say it, Suzanne. I know Mike is tense post dump.
4: <laughs> I, I made a little bit of that out. Maybe, wow. Did Ortiz just die? No,
5: he's <laughs> still I'm back.
4: Oh, you're back!
5: <laughs> it's still a live feed. How long have you been back, Mike? I just got back.
4: Okay, so you haven't heard anything that just happened? <laughs> nope. Why? No reason. No.